Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. One of the people who you've often seen speaking and standing over the shoulder of our Premier is Rod Phillips, Minister of Finance for the Ontario Government. He is with us now. Rod, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Hope you're doing well. Hey, Scott, I, I am, and I, I hope you are too, and thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm sure you are uh, the most question. The question you get asked the most is, when is this all going to end? When is this all going to open up? And I know we are treading on on uh, a new virus here, and we have to be extremely cautious about what we say. But uh, yesterday, obviously, the uh, the premier out, uh, laid out uh, the three stages of uh, of how this works and uh, of recovery and basically said this is not a calendar it's a roadmap uh, but i'm sure you're getting lots of questions today about people wanting to know exact types of businesses and times uh, obviously uh, this is a wait and see approach with the medical officers and such but uh, i guess my first question is when will we get to that first stage and that first stage be enacted do we know it's it's Scott. It's uh, it's the question. You're right that everybody's interested in, and of course, you know, me too. Uh, the premier's asked me to lead the work around the recovery and reopening the province, and and I would love to be able to say to your listeners, um, it's going to be a particular date. But as as he said, and as you 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 quoted him, this is meant to be the roadmap and really lays out stages, three different stages, uh, which will open up the province gradually, and it's all going to come at the good advice from our science community and from our, our chief medical officer. What we've talked about, we, we wanted people to understand how that decision would get made, and, and there are there are sort of four four broad things that have to we have to see happening. Obviously, we have to see cases starting to come down uh, in terms of, uh, of people, you know, the, the disease, uh, you know, not uh, not being uh, infecting as many people. Uh, we need to make sure we have health system capacity. So we got to have room in our critical care beds. We got to make sure that we have the proper amount of personal protective equipment. We've done better and better on that. Uh, we have to make sure that we have the public health capacity so that we can track people because there are going to be flare-ups even as we bring the economy online. Um, and we have to make sure that we can we can find uh, people when they have had that, uh, that, that incidence and who's been with them. And then finally, we just need to make sure that we've got the protections around our most vulnerable. So those are all things that we're working on. And, and again, the answer, the answer is, you know, when, when it's safe, we absolutely want to get going, and we'll do that in, in stages uh, to make sure that uh, even as we open it up, we do it in a way that, that uh, makes sure that we don't have a, a flashback to having to shut everything down again, because that would be, um, you know, that, that wouldn't be good for the economy, and it certainly wouldn't be good, because that would mean more people were getting sick. Uh, we still know that there is uh, um, not an abundance of testing. I don't want to say a shortage of it. We're certainly testing, uh, we're, uh, from what I understand, what we were setting out to, but still not as much as we need to. Uh, the cases, although we're rounding the curve, uh, we really haven't seen a, a, a great uh, um, contraction in the amount of cases. So, therefore, we still are a ways away before we're seeing stage one. I mean, can we yeah. at least say that, that, yeah, we're still yeah. a ways uh, away? Yeah, listen, it's, it's not, it's not 
you know, if we, if we could have, we would have loved to announce it, uh, but we, you know, and, and we didn't for a reason. Uh, we've talked about this as well. I know there's a lot of stages and phases, and, and for people listening, um, as you said, they just want to know when can I get back to, to work and, and, and when can I see my friends and family again. But we're still in what we consider the protect and support phase uh, in terms of where it's at as far as we're really trying to make sure that we're providing um, the health protections for people and we're in that, that phase. You know, Next would be a restart phase where we'd start through that stepwise process of opening up gradually, and then we'd be in a recovery phase. So we are still... Um, you know, and, and listen, we are making progress. Uh, it, it, is, it is going well because people uh, have been doing what was asked and they've been pitching in 14 and a half million people, um, you know, self-isolating and where necessary, uh, physical distancing as required. Um, so every day, I'd like to say, Scott, every day we're getting better in terms of the health response to this, in terms of how we're handling the health issues. We're getting better at the science because we are, we have just so much good work going on around the science, whether it's around antivirals or the eventual work before towards a, a vaccine and we are getting better at understanding how we all have to behave how to run businesses you know we've had the lcbo running as a, an essential service we've been learning from that and other businesses what's working what's not but um but that's a long way of saying uh we aren't at the stage yet where we could give people a definitive date and say this is when we're going to start to open things up because we won't do that till we know we can do it safely uh, we certainly know the the problems and the challenges around uh, uh, supplies and, and masks and gowns and personal equipment and such and and even testing. Um, we're hearing more and more about shortage of supplies. Where are we uh, in regard to supplies? Do we have enough? And and the same thing with testing. I mean, will we need more testing before we we get to these stages? Well, I'll well, start with testing because uh, I have an interesting story about about the, how the how the whole personal protective equipment discussion has evolved. But but I'll tell you, the testing, there's two things happening. We, we are testing over 12,000 now on target for what we said in terms of 14,000 uh, tests a day. And those tests are now being deployed with a strategy that's focusing on the most vulnerable, whether that's those in our long-term care care homes or other congregate settings, which of course makes sense. Um, so the testing is coming, but the, but the interesting part about the testing is we have to understand the tests are also evolving. So we've purchased a number of tests from a great uh, Canadian, uh, what was an early stage company is becoming a big company, Smart Spartan, uh, up in Nepean, who are that test where the, the other tests take days to get results from, that test gives results within an hour. And so we were one of the first customers of that, and those tests are going to start to come online. So testing is going to evolve. There's also a different kind of testing. People will have heard about the tests antibodies or serological testing, which they talk about. Mm -hmm. That's something right now that is available in some places. Uh, Health Canada hasn't approved it yet. We're pushing hard uh, with the federal government to see that happen. But that lets another type of testing happen where more broadly we can see who has antibodies and who doesn't. And, of course, Health Canada has to, many of the tests that are available, people are saying don't work or give too many false positives. Well, that would be dangerous. So we need to make sure that that testing comes online. That's the testing side. On the personal protective equipment, and I haven't told this story before, Scott, I hope you don't mind, but about four weeks ago, uh, Premier Ford, uh, you know, there had been some frustration around how this, the procurement of this was getting done. And I tell you, he just sort of took charge in terms of chairing a meeting, which he chairs every single day um, of the people responsible for this. And there's something, I mean, we all know it when the boss decides he's going to focus on something, suddenly things start to get done. And I have to say, I'm not saying it's it's perfect, but I have to say since since the Premier has every day called a phone call where everybody who's involved in procurement 
and you know not because he's making the decisions but because he wants to make the decisions are being sure they're being made but he is um he's put some real momentum into it and i think you know it has gradually started to get better since then we're fighting a global fight for this equipment but you've seen the ramping up of, of you know we have woodbridge now an ontario company that six weeks ago wasn't producing anything like this and is going to be producing a million masks um, a month. These are these are the kinds of things that we're going to start to see our own suppliers starting to deliver, and I think a better organized system to pull in supplies from other places. But this will be this is a, this is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. But I got to tell you, the premier put a fire under everybody. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, Rod, let me ask you this question. We all know that in some cases government is large and it takes a long time to get things done. Many have you know, drawn the analogy. It's like turning around the Titanic. Has this made government more nimble? Will this make more uh, government more nimble? I mean, you know, specifically with the masks, we know what the problem is. There's a shortage of them. Nobody has them. Uh, and, and oddly enough, the, the majority of them are made in China. How, how do we prevent that from happening again? How do we make sure we're, we're nimble enough to adjust to these? I think it's going to be a different world, and quite clearly, nobody, and I include ourselves in it, federal government, uh, or you know, our, everybody, we're thinking about the implications of having, you know, even American supplies cut off, which has happened to us during this as the supplier. So, so uh, you know, the premier has said, you know, he's never, not not going to happen again, which means we're going to have to look to our own capacity and look differently at what's strategic. You know, there's there's also uh, part of this uh, issue that the testing has been what they call the reagent, which is part something that's needed to have the test complete swabs so 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 i think fundamentally uh, both throughout this because we're developing the capacity on the other side we're going to have to look at is it worth it to save a penny or two on a swab or do we want to make sure that we have that locally in terms of government you know our, our public servants i mean they, they work so hard the ones working around the clock i mean not just in the health sector we always talk about that but others to try to make this stuff work but quite clearly there's there's kind of government time um i'll call it just regular time and then there's pandemic time and in the time of an emergency everybody has to look seriously at how we do things to get them done quickly and that's uh that's you know it'd be nice to think that some of that could follow through to being on the other side of this in terms of being more efficient and effective i i I think it will but right now it's just about everybody getting done what they have to get done you know local governments uh federal provincial i mean i think everybody agrees that it's good everybody's put the politics aside and just getting the job done but it's also about a government that can face an emergency because that's you know that's what this is uh, we've certainly uh, seen uh, the attention put on personal uh, care workers and, and frontline health care workers and such, and there has been adjustments in pay made. Uh, paramedics speaking out today that uh, they felt uh, slighted that they didn't get the $4 raise, I guess, that the rest got. Your thoughts, any sort of uh, statement on that at all? Listen, I, I, I think there will be uh, there'll be something to follow, but uh, paramedics, uh, respiratory therapists, I think I think when we're making these decisions quickly as we need to, um, we also have to listen. Uh, and I mean, nobody for a second would deny that our paramedics are vital parts of the of the system that makes uh, that makes this work. Uh, you know, they're they're not given a choice when they've got to help somebody. You know, in terms of personal distancing, you know, if, if you if you're a mom or you or need help on a gurney, they don't ask the question; they just help you up. And so uh, so we've we've heard from them, and uh, and I, and and there'll be news to follow. But I think I think people have been very. Uh, sympathetic that you know we're all trying to do our best and that doesn't mean we don't make mistakes um, and if we miss something we'll try and go back and fix it 
one other thing before we let you go, because we know you're extremely busy, uh, and thank you for the time here, but we certainly know what has been happening in long-term and, and nursing homes and, and such, and, and those numbers are a lot greater than those in the average population. Is there any way to separate those so we know uh, what the problem is in those facilities versus what it's like out in, in the world for the average citizen? Is there any way to divide that data? There is, and Scott, that that work's being done, and 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 is now available through uh, through the, the the websites that we we provide data on. Um, it's a little less easy to get than we'd like, and and again, that's another area where we're trying to always improve because we think the transparency is important. Quite clearly, uh, for all of us, I and mean, so many of us have a, a mom or a grandma or a grandpa who are in um, in one of those settings, and so it is a a real source of anxiety, and and there's a very, very significant focus. I can tell you from um, Christine Elliott, from Doug Ford, from all of us around making sure, whether it was, as you mentioned, making sure that we're taking care of the pay part of that so that people are are, are being rewarded for it or providing support from our local hospitals uh, into those facilities. Uh, but, but, um, but, it is, but it is really two separate worlds right now, which is in one way good news in that the community spread that we were concerned about because of all the efforts of both of our healthcare system, primarily of the 14.5 million Ontarians who've listened about, about physical distancing and about washing their hands and all those good things. Because, because of those efforts, um, the community part of this and the capacity we were worried about being overwhelmed in the, in the hospital system hasn't happened. And that's why that curve is flattening. And, and just like everywhere in the world now, uh, a huge focus is also on, on our, our long-term care facilities and our elderly because they are clearly more vulnerable. So lots of effort going into that and understanding those differences, getting back to reopening the economy and how we do that, understanding those differences is really important because we can, we can, we can protect those long-term care facilities and other congregate living facilities, whether it's shelters or otherwise, in a way um, as we learn about this virus, as we learn how to, to protect people and, and have the opportunity when the time is right, when it's safe to open up the broader economy. Uh, and again, just to sum up here uh, in our last seconds here, uh, the first stage still a ways away. We have to still see a continual drop in the amount of cases and upgrading and uh, of tracking and tracing. Would that be accurate? So what do you want people to take away from the stages and what was said yesterday? Listen, there, there is a, there's a framework. Uh, we will announce dates when it when we have clarity on those dates um, but we're making progress the the, the 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 capacity and the tracking that will all be in place what we really need now what we can all contribute to is keep doing what we're doing around the physical distancing keep doing what we're doing around the hygiene and hand washing um, that's what we need to see and the chief medical officers will give us you know they're tracking every day those cases and seeing them coming down um, so if people keep doing what they're doing and thank you very much to everyone for doing that um, then then that is what's going to get us sooner than later to starting to get back to uh to to a new normal and uh it's on all of us to do that uh and, and i think everybody's pitching in which is just great minister of finance rod phillips has been with us government of ontario and of course the press conference coming up in uh, just about a half an hour rod thank you so much for the time and insight much appreciated good luck moving forward be safe thank you scott be safe the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on 900 chml